what's up Montreal, what's up, and I'm coming indeed, hold on, I'm coming, I'm coming to you with the facts. As I said, this episode is about to be nothing but factual, but before we start, let me introduce myself per usual, I'm feeling bubbly, without the bubbly though this week, I don't know what's been going on at the CKUT offices, but you know, Times change, th- things change and everything, but what not? Anyways, no friendling. I'm feeling bubbly because this week we have a hot topic. We have a situation going on that I cannot wait. What I'm telling you, I cannot wait to get to the bottom of it. And I have with me coming on today nothing but the one and only, the true underground nightlife mayor of Montreal themselves coming with us with the facts. This episode is about to be something else. But outside of what we're going to talk today... If you liked the song that I just played, this was Irma Franklin, Hold On, I'm Coming. And it's also, I found this song last night on the um, the new Netflix movie. Oh, by the way, everybody, Josh is back. Hey, Josh. <laughs> Say a quick little hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so my favorite IT is back. But yeah, so I was watching um, The Boys and the Band. It's a new Netflix movie that's based on a play that I had no idea about. Quite lovely. If you have time, it's quite, it's, it's literally watching six to seven maybe eight eight gay men being vicious to each other <laughs> in 1968 new york it sounds crazy i loved it loved it every second of it the styling the song selection the stories they had tuck watkins if you know me you know that tuck watkins has been my husband ever since i could say that he was my husband <laughs> Tuck one, Tuck Watkins, Watkins is one fine gentleman. But anyway, he had a main role in it. I love him. So everybody at home, if you're looking for something to watch, go over Netflix tonight and tune into um, the boy, the boys in the band. It's an amazing movie. But anyways, yes, the story at hand. So I woke up on a Thursday. Josh, I don't know if you're in Montreal already back then, but were you in Montreal on Thursday? Have you heard about the Orofest? Shall. Let me let me turn my mic closer to you so I can look at you while I give you the tea the story. So basically I was minding my business. It's a Thursday morning, I think. I'm waking up, right? I do my quick little social media rounds. And then I see on Instagram everything. First of all, I had seen before I think I had seen the day before, so on Wednesday perhaps. I had seen an Instagram page, you know, that was called Orafest, advertising that they had Doja Cat, Scissor, I think Harry Styles, if I'm not wrong. And even Caroline Polachek. Now, personally, I don't care much for Mr. Styles. I don't keep up with his agenda. I wouldn't know if he was, if he was to be in Montreal in June. But for SZA and Doja, these are my girls. I love SZA. I love Doja in this house. I love them, love them, love them. So my thing is, when I saw that, I was quite surprised. Because my once again, I'm a big fan of both. When SOS by SZA came out, my first instant was to go check on her website and her Instagram to look at the tour dates. Montreal was not one of them. When it comes to Doja, Doja doesn't have a single a single song out currently. What is she going to come and perform? And it's no shade. You know, she's still performing. I know she goes all over the world and performs. But it would be quite random for Doja Cat to just decide to show up for one day in Montreal outside of a tour, outside of a promotional body of work when the lady herself said she was sick and tired of being overworked. Doja Cat is taking a break. So when I saw all these things, you know, I thought, well, well, let me check it for myself. So I went on the website just to see, just to see how much would that be. The tickets were ranging from 325 for a day to 525 for the VIP pass, whatever that means. That was as far as I did my research because that was all I needed to know. 
$525 for something that is a not even affiliated with Oshaga, Picnic, or whatever other big um, festival fest we have in the summer here in Montreal. Second of all, none of these artists were talking about that big tour. But the rest of the story was getting juicier and juicier because as I was saying, you know, I watch this, I watch all of it unfold online, I don't think too much of it. I go back to sleep. I like to take a nap in the morning. That's quite crazy, but I will usually <laughs> take a nap in the morning because I usually wake up. I'm an early bird. I'll be up at six or seven. I'll wake up, do my social media, media rounds, mind my business, watch a little video on YouTube maybe, and go back to sleep. Wake up around nine. Yeah, I might take another 30 minute nap before I really get out of bed. So I go on and take my naps. Now when I wake up, and I'm checking my phone to see if Mayor of Montreal is not soon, because they're supposed to be coming around 6, 7, I think. 6 or 7. But anyways, Mayor of Montreal, for those who don't know, and you might not know who they are, but I like to call them the... You know, I like to fashion myself as the Barbara Walters of this... <laughs> of the queer nightlife underground scene, whatever or whatnot. But I like to see... Um, the mayor of Montreal as first of all the actual mayor of Montreal and second of all as I'm looking at Mariska Hargitay on the screen right now don't ask why she's just staring at me right now I would call the mayor of Montreal somewhat of a Mariska Hargitay person a British person in Montreal let me tell you why this is not different because they're the one that uncovered the whole scam that's why I had them coming everybody at home that's why I had them coming on today and the studio there they are Everybody, ladies, gents, non beanies, we have our guest coming in the building. You know, I have to put a song for y'all in the back. Make some motherfucking noise, sit yourself quietly. Order in the court. Mm. 15 seconds. I see them coming, I see them coming, here they come, the one and only mayor of motherfucking Montreal is in the building. I'm gonna let them settle up in this tiny second, and in the meantime, while they settle up, get themselves together, let me play another song just for you guys to sit and, you know, munch a little. I'll be right back. What's up, what's up, we're back with Ask Miss Chris. I didn't even introduce the show. This is Queer Core, Ask Miss Chris, the one and only your host every Monday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. You already know the drill. But I have with me today in the studio, as I gave, c'est louange, as I gave the, the due process diligence that this person deserves in the city for the work that they've done. Because let me tell you, Josh, this is not the first time. Let me move my bag so I can see you clearly. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> Josh, this is not the first time that Mayor of Montreal does this investigative line of duty. For those that will remember, 
for those that will remember the how were they called the underpass how was that called the skate park the back hole the van horn the van the trad horn the tra- i saw tran horn unfold and i'll keep on saying allegedly because as far as i'm concerned i have no idea where, where the money went or who had the money exactly we never quite got to the bottom of it we but never we did. did we did some investigating stuff exactly and we have you to thank for it but today we're here to talk about our fest situation Yes, yes we are Because what I'm finding out also Because I had did my research on my end And I found out that it's bigger than that There were other there were other events involved in the whole thing Miss Chris does her research, y'all Listen, we like to do things right <laughs> Yeah, a bit of digging And like mm-hmm. the whole thing unfolded into a way bigger scheme Than just a festival It's been quite a ride How did you come about it? Like how did you find out and everything? First of all Honestly, it just started in the morning Someone sent me the poster being like mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to go to this festival? and like one look at the thing and I was like this shit is fake as hell (laughs) Um, from there it kind of went to like checking into the festival Mm -hmm. Um, after that was debunked like several people were still coming forward about like other experiences yeah, yeah and I also saw that people were also somehow coming at you Yes, but I feel like that too was just like more gas for me because I'm like, if you're mm. telling me to delete this and don't talk about right. it and don't, you know, then I know I'm onto something. Especially because, like you said, other people had exp- voiced out their experiences to you. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Okay, so let's get to the real, to the, because from what I found out, it all started technically September. That's when people had gotten together to really start out the events because, as we said, there were multiple events. And this whole debacle. Correct. Mm-hmm. So um, I had found out that the whole uh, management, event management company was as young as September. Mm. Um, the people who reached out to me that worked with like Drag Brunch and stuff told mm-hmm. me that they had started working on this since October. Yeah. So all of this was relatively new, which also kind of raises red flags. <laughs> of course, of course. And the thing that really killed me, because I remember, and I think I can say their name on it. I won't say the last name, but Nick, one of the person that was involved, you know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I had a phone call with them today because I was like, if I'm going to do this episode, because another thing about Ask Miss Chris, I also, they remember when we did the scamming culture for, the, for that rave, the $60 rave. I won't mention their name also because that took a whole life of its own. <laughs> We're not liable here. We're not liable. We're, I like to say it's no it's no shit all jokes with me. You know, it's always jokes. No shit. <laughs> never, never. But when I had my little phone talk with Nick, because I, to- I told myself I had to... One thing that I made a mistake last time I did this kind of um, episode was I didn't get the full story from the people involved on both sides. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, let me get the information from one of the people involved in the organization that... Sadly, I'm going to have to use the word victims because mm-hmm. these people are victims in this story. That's exactly what they are. Victims, yes. just as much as everybody else. But what really confused me is when I thought, you know, if I'm getting the side of the victim, let's get the side of the people that are being accused. Mm-hmm. But I found out that Nathan is MIA. Girl, um, he's been MIA for a minute. What's um, going on? I've gotten his phone number personally. I tried to contact him. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't work out for me. Um, I'm not the police. They're not answering my calls. Of course. <laughs> um, but... Uh, from what I've been told from even people working close mm-hmm. to him is that uh, he's really shut down everything went MIA not answering text messages not answering emails um, kind of just left to people who are at the face of this thing yeah. to take the fall for it mm-hmm. and it's so crazy because like you said the people at the face of this thing because Josh when I'm telling you this thing had been going on like you said started in September me personally I was um, reached out from one of the people to host one of the events this I was reached out maybe Two months ago, so in my head, I'm like, oh, cute little June booking here and there. That's a little trip to Toronto in the weekend, maybe. Mm-hmm. You're perfect. Okay. And now I'm finding out of the whole story, going through it, going through your story, people's stories and everything. And I'm like, wait a damn minute. 
what that did sounds familiar Wait, is it the same people <laughs> yeah and that's when i found out they had more it's crazy the amount of people and the, i'm not gonna put all of this on nathan because i have no idea what it even looks like mm-hmm. right let's just say the people involved and the scam and the money grab as i like to call it the people involved in that money grab knew exactly what they were doing and that's what really kills me because they went as far as selecting right people that they knew could get the girls within the community to perform and be involved exactly and that's why i always tell you guys at home be aware and be wary of the money grabs Mm -hmm. and not all money is good money not all money is good (laughs) money you have no idea where you're giving your money to the girls are not even getting paid especially because uh what seemed to be the the kind of theme here was that uh nathan um would convince organizers to put girls on the posters who mm-hmm. had never even agreed to Let's be talk about that. Um, uh-huh. in the show. You know, so it was all a front kind of like, oh, we'll sell the tickets with the ticket sales, then we'll pay the girls. And but we'll if, hope that the girls are down to the show. Exactly. But it's if the tickets don't sell, who's getting paid? And that's a, it, literally... <laughs> the money was never there. The money was never there. But the thing that killed me is because Ben Mathieu basically throughout this whole debacle they were still paid. So somehow somebody made a deposit. That's what I found out. So yeah, mm. I went I went snooping in that too. Tell me. I'm not going to lie. It. I went yes. snooping. So I think what it is, mm. and again, this is allegedly because I can't go and confirm anything. Like right. I, I don't, I can't subpoena anything. I'm just like one person, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think what it is, is that uh, you only really need a couple grand to secure a venue, right? And right. some venues will actually let you front. So they'll be like, pay half now, pay the other half later. Right. So you really just have to come up with that bit make your flyer and you're good to go so even the fact that like these these venues were secured to me mm. like that doesn't, doesn't mean, mean anything. anything like anyone can secure a venue you don't need even need the like payment in full you that's know? true that's so, true and like you said it was all in front because the other venues were paid for but the people organizing within the venue were not paid exactly that's one so all the money went to one thing mm. to make sure that the face was okay yeah that the front was still up but everything on the back end is just you know Fake, phony, fugazi, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Baloney. And it's really crazy because I remember when I was uh, with my sources, I was having my phone conversations. And I couldn't believe the whole thing because they were telling me that as early on, let me get to my notes, honey. When When Nathan's assistant got involved, when was it? All right, before February. Nathan's assistant. So one of my sources reaches out to Nathan's assistant as you said, talking mm-hmm. about the girls being put on the flyer, my my source was like, I'm not comfortable putting anybody on the flyer if I don't know the contracts were signed. So what's going on about that? The assistant is telling that person, oh, Nathan told me that you were the one that was supposed to take care of it. My source is like, why, why would Nathan tell you that? I've never booked anybody in my life. I'm not a booker. Why? Okay, if I, can, if I have to book them, I'll book them. But that's something that had to be discussed with Nathan. So my source goes to call Nathan. Now Nathan tells him something totally different from his assistant. Telling him that, oh, no, it's okay. I took care of it. You just have to pick whatever picture you find online and the girls will come through. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And everybody at home, if you're not a performer, if you're not somebody that works in places where you have to put your face as display, for example, right, to promote your work. Let me tell you one thing. No one will ever just pick a picture of you randomly online. On Google. At on, that. Google <laughs> at, on Google. When it's about big checks, big contracts. For example, if I get often when I get people and ask Miss Chris, you for example, Mayor of Montreal, I didn't use, uh, I didn't ask you to use that picture, but I, listen, but I posted it. And it's you cute. posted it exactly. <laughs> it was on your profile. Mm-hmm. It's something. It's a personal thing. I have a relationship with them. We know each other. If I don't know Beyonce, <laughs> if if I don't know Beyonce, because we do, because we do, because we do. Don't ask about who I be knowing, honey. I be knowing a lot of people. So if I don't know Beyonce, and I'm booking Beyonce for Oral Fest. 
Trust and believe, if Beyonce is coming out with Renaissance Part 2, I presume she has Renaissance Part 2 pictures yeah, to post. Yeah, she has promo pictures. She has promo pictures that were taken. Nobody's just going to let you use any any type of picture at this big of your in a career. Yeah, I think uh, also it became really clear to me that Nathan was kind of surrounding himself around like people who, you know, this was kind of like their first rodeo, you know, yeah. like so people who may not have known any better, yeah. uh, people that he could easily manipulate. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like the information was always coming from the top down. Oh, don't worry about it. It's booked. Yeah, Just yeah. put it on the poster. Oh, don't worry about it. I, I spoke to their manager. It's all booked. So like it was always coming from the top down, never lateral. Um, so I feel like that's something people need to look out to as yes. well. You know, like if it's only coming from one person, like these confirmations that, oh, the venues book, the, <laughs> the acts are booked, the managers, you know, like kind of question that because one person is not in charge of all of that. You know? There you go. And it's also giving this is a whole a tell. It's a whole tell because only one person knows the story. Mm-hmm. Only one person knew about the payments, knew what was going on. And I'm not putting the blame on the people involved once again, because they were just trying to make their money. What really kills me, two things kills me. The people that actually paid tickets, because I thought, let me give you, I don't know if you know the number, but just from the Eurofest alone, they raked 6 to 7K. Yeah, that's what I saw. 6 to 7K. Honestly, though, but let's be real, it would have been more if it weren't for me. <laughs> can we <laughs> talk about this? Can we, everybody at home, can we give a round of applause in our collective <laughs> living rooms? <laughs> Let the city shake. Honey. I'm bowing. I'm bowing. Yes. <laughs> it's just crazy. And what really killed me is, once again, and the reason why I called it um, financial abuse, even though everybody at home, I went on to look what financial slash economic abuse would be described as legally or like in the bigger scheme of things it's not quite this because you actually have to have a relationship with somebody to be facing financial abuse right but i'm gonna what i found online is economic abuse so i'm gonna use my own word financial abuse we need to stop falling for those scams definitely because it really it really hurts me to know that people they, they were able to make six to seven k from people in the city Thinking that Doja Cat, SZA, Caroline Polachek, and Harry Styles were going to come one random June, month, day of June. And their moms. And their moms. <laughs> yeah. So many big names on the lineup. This, and I understand that poor excited and they want, you know, they, they want to believe that. They wanted to believe that this could happen here. Let me tell you one thing. It couldn't. It really couldn't. And uh, I think that most people, you know, of a certain age are able to figure that out. And Mm. that's what really bothered me about this scam in particular is that uh, just the lineup itself, you can tell it's very much so geared towards like youth. Yes. Like Gen Z. Very Gen Z. Um, So it's like, where are they getting this money from? Is it like they're saving up their allowance? Is this begging for mom and dad's money? Like either way, uh, the fact that this is the coin that you're choosing to go after is, uh, is, you know, telling it's really very telling. telling. It's very telling. And it goes once again. And I've always said, to a certain extent, I feel like as somebody that's been partying for quite a while, and you've been partying for a few years, I feel like there's an like a epidemic, the money grabs within nightlife. People are going the extra mile. And the thing is, there used to be a time. I remember there used to be a time where scammers used to be more... You know, you could spot a scammer. Then I think scamming has just evolved. You know, it we're has. not doing credit card, Mm-mm. you know, scams no more. We're not doing, you know, petty de gish. Like, <laughs> it's like a whole new thing. That's what I remember it as. Yeah. I remember scamming big people with a binder with about 600 credit card numbers. Exactly <laughs> like that. And, you know, not to be like credit card scamming is a victimless crime. You know, it isn't. But I mean, you know, you can get your money back. Exactly. You know? you money Somehow. Because my thing is those people are not getting their money back from this. They're not. Because Nathan is nowhere to be found MIA um, what's crazy to me is that uh, I've tried to reach out to local police 
Yeah. Um, just to know, like, what are the resources available for the people who have been scammed? And yeah. quite frankly, we've been told that uh, because the festival hasn't occurred yet, um, it can't be counted as fraud because no fraud has occurred. Oh, he got y'all. He got us good. Oh, <laughs> let's see what I tell you at home. Wait, wait, wait I have to give the, the audience this. If you've been watching my story, all right, we're going to go through a little exercise together. I want you to take your index, place it in front of your lips. Now I want you to take your index and your middle finger, aim towards your eyes. Now you take those same index, aim towards your ear, no matter what side. You see those three things? This is what we need to do more. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we need to do more. If we were to just peep the plot and keep your ears out in these streets... Because now, what I'm finding out, what I'm learning, what I'm understanding from this mayor of Montreal is, as far as June 2nd doesn't come around the dock, these people have to be sitting birds, sitting ducks. Listen, me, I told, I even said in my story, I said, May 31st, May, because this festival was supposed to start June 1st to June 3rd, I said, (laughs) May 31st, you guys are about to receive an email saying, oh, there's been a change, regretfully, there's been a change in the lineup, there's been a, you know? And they could push it all the way to next year. Exactly. Wow. Um, So, and what really gets me really is that um, I feel like he probably would have gotten away with it if he had chosen smaller artists. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he chose to make it like these big time people, that's what made it fishy. That's what made people look into it. You know, like why is Harry Styles, who just won album of the year, performing Old Port? Outside of a tour. You know, outside of the tour. And the the uh, when I spoke to the organizers or one of the organizers, God bless, also a victim. Mm. Um He's telling me, like, oh, like, imagine how magical it would be to see Harry Styles in a 4,000-person venue. I said 4,000 people. <laughs> Four- in 2010, maybe, before the One Direction you Day, is that 4,000? I'm like, what kind of security do you have to keep all the fangirls out? Because they're going to dig a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way. <laughs> it really does never made any single sense when you look at it. None. And... Uh, I think another big piece that I got from a from someone who who was kind enough to share their truth with me mm. in my inbox is that it seems that a lot of the organizers for the Aurora Festival yeah. they were uh, children. They were also like nineteen, twenty two year olds, like children. So they really thought they were doing like a well a gig. Yeah, and not only that, but they were picked up from Grinder. What? Yes, girl. Yes, bitch. Wait a minute, Josh. We need to play that Lloyd Order theme track again. Play it again. Play it again. Play it again. What's going on? Grinder. You heard this first right here on Ask Miss Chris Queer Core CKUT. They were collecting these youngins on Grinder. Through the Grinder. We will never know peace. Listen, you can find anything on Grindr. Uh, I'm here to tell you that, honey. I no, that, no, rambling. That's not about it. That's <laughs> not about. That's a different about. episode. It's a different episode. <laughs> they were fighting these kids on, so they were aiming at the queers. This is what I'm saying. Well, it's clear, like the whole organizing group was definitely like a group of queer. I don't want to say kids because I mean they are of age, but yeah, I mean in terms young of adults. like yeah. Um, like the the people who made the posters, the people who organized, yeah. these are all like 19-year-olds. And he started this way because when I asked one of my sources, I was like, well, at the basis of it, how did you come about meeting that person for the work? And they said, well, they posted about 
about it under Instagram and I saw, oh, well, that's a work opportunity. So I applied. I said, so it was really like an, it was a mad, a mad search, um, widespread. They were searching up and down. For people to take the fall. <laughs> like. Nathan, Nathan, if you're hearing this, I would say to call, but I'm looking at the phone right now. What I'm finding out is we can't call today, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. I know Mayor of Montreal has reached out, and I'm looking at them right now. They look more than willing to hear your side of the story. So you should call them back. I can literally show you the messages because I'm like, people just want to know the truth. Like, you've been caught, you know, like the, the news is on to you. Like, everyone is on to you. Just come out and say the truth at this point because, like, what are you going to do? Hide forever? And not even the assistant. But let's see, that's another thing because not even the assistant is aware because you would think an assistant has more of a relationship, but also you never know. It might just be a working thing. Mm-hmm. But my thing also is when I was talking to my sources, what I found out is this was not the first scam that Mr. Nathan and I'd run to people. And that is where I feel as, I'm talking to all of us as a Montreal Island community, as the whole world. If you see, I'm telling I'm telling on myself now because I just told you all to shh. <laughs> but on the opposite of the end of the spectrum, if you know of something of this sort, but then again, that, that would be blaming the victim, which I don't want to do because I see financial abuse the same way I would see any kind of abuse. It's something that a lot of people are ashamed of admitting that they were victims of. And I get that. You don't want your name to be linked to a scam. People are knowing that you fell for something. You yeah, people are very embarrassed. I get that. I get that. I would be I would be mortified. I would be very embarrassed. I actually had to reach out to one of the organizers after the whole fact to be yeah. like, hey, like I know you were scammed. Like I know that it wasn't your fault. And if you want to talk about it, yeah. I'm here. Because again, like I said, it's a child. And several people reached out saying like, hey, like he'd been talking about this for months, talking about how excited he was about this project. I really don't think he knew it was a scam. Um, This is disgusting. Yeah. So I really feel for him. I really feel for anybody who worked on that. And for those that don't know, because we mentioned earlier that. Give me one sec. Sorry. We mentioned earlier that there was other parties involved. As I said, I was going to host. One of the parties, I know some of my friends, for example, Sayana, my friend Massimo McGlare, they were both going to DJ at one of the events. People don't seem to understand that this was not only one thing. Like, a lot of people lost money at the Aurora Fest thing, right? Those people, I'm, I'm here with y'all. Listen, what I can tell you is June 2nd, May 31st to June 2nd, was it going to be on the old port? I'll be on the old port with marching bells on. I'll be here. <laughs> Even the old port didn't know about it. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, and it's crazy because this, the old part, that's one thing. They, they, that's a big scam. But you people at home need to understand that, once again, I'm not going to say this is all Nathan's doing. But Nathan, if you want to come out and tell us what's going on. Because the people alongside Nathan, let's say allegedly, there were so many other parties. You people were in for a treat. I'm telling you, the whole summer season of Montreal, the beginning of it, was going to be feisty. Bunch of no show at the parties, honey. <laughs> No call, no show. No call, no show. Because you have to understand, even if Ben Mathieu currently felt so bad throughout the whole debacle, they've offered the people, the victims within the organizing circle to still use their venue because the deposit, part of the deposit had been made. 
But I was talking to my sources. One of them told me it's not even it's not even about the venue, as you said, Sam. Yeah, we have a venue. We can afford to go. We can afford to pay the people <laughs> inside no the money, venue. There's no money for any artists to book anyone. Like it's, it's just all a front. Everybody walking in the venue, and that's about it. And they got a playlist up. They got the Spotify, you know, top ten. <laughs> they can't even get somebody for the light or sound. <laughs> like, you people don't understand. This was a full fledged operation. And it really annoys me because, once again, to take it back to the, to take it back to the Tranhorn days. Even though the Tranhorn situation was done very differently, mm-hmm. and you know, it's still very because the the whole thing. <laughs> but I think the Tranhorn incident is still like a cautionary tale, especially yeah. because like this one is so much closer to our community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like it was a fubu for us by yes, our scalp. But- <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> It was a scalp from within, honey. The call a, is coming the, from inside the house. And <laughs> everybody fell for it. But I'm not even going to go on too much into it. But just as a cautionary tale, go ahead. Um, yeah, just saying that, like, because it was something that came from so close within our community, yeah. it was so hard for us to even see that it was, there was a possibility of a mm-hmm. scam. You know, like, these are people that we trusted. These yeah. are people that we see around at parties. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have this inherent... We know this person. It's okay. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about scamming is that it works best on the people you know. It yes. works best on the people who already trust you. Child. So um, it's way easier to get a hold of somebody's money when the person's next to you. Exactly. You know, and especially when that person will give you their purse and a second. How can you hold this for me? Ex- I was just about to say you when know? they let you hold your purse because <laughs> exactly, they trust you. <laughs> it's really wild. It's let me go back to my notes because there were other things also. Oh, and you know what? I could maybe go on a little. Oh, I have a. You know what, Mayor of Montreal? I'll little, I'll dig your brain a little situation. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go in details because one thing about me, as I'm not gonna speak, you know, telling myself again because I'm going back. I'm title telling. I'm going back to what I said. Shh, ears, eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No more. See something. Say something. Don't say nothing. Keep it to yourself and keep on moving. I have been seeing recently, and maybe you have been seeing it too. People on social media seem to be very so quickly ready to put the whole drama, their personal drama, within a whole social media spread. And what really kills me within this is, and now I see names jumping within the story. Because there used to be a time, and I'm, you know, I sound like an old crow. I don't like to tell my age. You know, when I talk, <laughs> when I talk to people, I say, I could either be 18 or 55. I go both ways in a sense. But... <laughs> <laughs> in a sense I look both I can anyway anyways you know I <laughs> let me drink some water it's a miracle it's all jokes it's all jokes never said all jokes <laughs> mm. but my thing is there used to be a time with those because um, it goes back to remember those 2016 to 2018 days where everything was a call out mm-hmm. everything was a call out let me tell you something, people. Where are these call-outs when it's about the scams? <laughs> Where are these call-outs? We are doing call-outs about bathroom beefs. Who said what, what? Or in front of the mirror. Child, I was there. <laughs> I was there. And see, I'm not speaking on it myself because as I told you people earlier, index in front of your lips, you aim at your eyes, and you point to your ears. Shh. 
and you do it again. You also do it 16 times in a row. Like Practice makes Mary. perfect. Practice makes perfect. There needs to be a common understanding that if we are going to use social media as a way to let people know of people that we deem unsafe or people that behavior we deem unsavory, let us use that social media and this vindictiveness that sometimes I see towards the rightful thing, the scammers. Yeah, I think it kind of all comes down again to like uh, how we participate in community and how we choose to define community, you know, because like you said, it's so easy for people to go on Instagram or wherever, Twitter and, you know, expose or say that call out someone for, you know, what is essentially like personal Mm -hmm. beef. Uh, in the name of protecting the community, they say, but it's like, that's your business. We don't mm-hmm. have any business in that. Y'all can settle that. There you go. Uh, but like, where's this idea of community when people are being very much so harmful? Um, and of course, like in moments where people are being really harmful, it is harder to speak up and, you know, tell the truth. Yeah. But uh, it's only through telling the truth that we, we get to have community. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> and I say this to say that because it often makes me think, because when it comes to community, I I was thinking of it this morning, actually. I would say my life really started in a way when I was 17, 18, which is when I really got into the queer community, the underground nightlife and whatnot and everything. As far as I can think of it, you know, I've been a girl about town. I used to say I get around. I still do. Ask about me. I've seen it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what you've never seen or what you've never heard and as far back as I can think is my name and some mess. And mind you, I've been messy. I will hold my, myself accountable for some behaviors that I've had that were not savory. I've been quite the messy girl. However, somehow I've, remained, I've been able to keep myself and remain outside of those kind of, you know, displays. Because my thing is, and I'm telling this to everybody at home that, you know, sometimes you feel like doing a call-out post. That's okay. But let me tell you something. Now, and Two months, maybe six, and even a year from now. When people think of one of you, they'll think of the other. That's true. <laughs> and that is one thing I can't afford. When you think of Ask Miss Chris, you can't think of the other bitch I was beefing with in 2017. Ooh. What's going on? Ooh. I don't know what she's up to. Ooh. She knows what I'm up to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm on air talking about it. You know? And when I think of the whole... The ne- and I'm talking to you, Nathan. I feel like I know Nathan. Nathan, you're my nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> we have never met each other. Maybe I've met you. You know, I get around. I've probably met you. Because one of my sources told me that they've met Nathan at the club. Yes. So Nathan is like a, he's not like some nobody yeah. either. Like this is someone who like I have many mutuals with. When I checked on Instagram, I was mm. like, oh, damn. Like this is, you know, these are not nobody mutuals either, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's still someone I could tell from what I've seen is well connected to people. Yeah. It's just, you know, connected through lies. So somebody must be hiding him. If he's well connected, somebody knows where I'm just putting the dot. I'm connecting myself to the dots. I'm connecting the dots. If he is that well connected, somebody knows where he is. Perhaps someone who's been working alongside him. Child, don't tell me I have to go back through my sources. Mm-hmm. I don't think my sources are lying. Now Miss Chris is doing some investigation. Oh, y'all. baby, I like to get to the bottom <laughs> of the stories, honey. I like, I like to do things right. But anyways, we'll take a tiny little break. And as I gave you guys a little, you know, um, 101 on how to deal with your own personal grievances with people, let me play that song, Ami Enemi. If you speak French, make it make sense. <laughs> 
mélodie, être ami et ami. Le temps nous a désunis. Et c'est toi le wrong, j'en m'appelle le son. There is no one to blame, so we can play the game. Être ami et ami, de la mélodie, être ami et ami. at home everybody if, if I said if you speak French make it make sense if you don't I'll make it make sense for you ami enemy frenemies enough of it but before we get into this last segment of this show because I want Mayor of Montreal to really make us go down the path of how can you avoid falling into such you know money grabs really showing us how they did the investigation themselves but before we get into that 
another part of the money grabs that I did wanted to bring, you know, people people's attention over people's attention over is and that's going to be a touchy subject. So I'll bring the microphone closer. <laughs> a lot of you people are making those GoFundMe's lying. A lot of you people are using resources. And I feel like even naming those resources, resources, Lesbian Speed Dating Montreal, you people are, they might not know, but I know. Damn, the app feature is free. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm saying this to say that because I find it to be very, very unsavory. I was talking about unsavory behavior. I find it to be very unsavory because I know people that need the money won't even ask it because they know they can make the money elsewhere because they feel, you know what? I could need them. I could use the money, but I know somebody else needs it more and they can't help themselves. But you people are refusing to work. Refusing to work. And that goes back to what I said not too long ago about us using mental health as a mask for everything. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden, we can't work because we're neurodivergent. (laughs) I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. (laughs) And sue me, sue me. And I said 2023, I'm being tolerant, I'm being understanding. But my understandingness has limits. And I'm aware, but my thing is, no, no. And see, I say this to say that because I'm dead serious. If you people were truthful about your mental health, using it as a way for not working, you would tell people, I was not working. Instead, you are lying on GoFundMe's, lying to queer resources for the youth, lying to these people about why and how you got yourself in that situation. You didn't get yourself in that situation because that person was racist, because your landlord didn't like you. You got yourself in that situation because you were not paying rent. Bringing down your people with you, not telling them. Enough. Enough of it. Enough. Too many money grabs going about. I'm actually so happy you're talking about this because this is something that like... You've I feel, witnessed. Yes. People also talk about, I feel like on the hush hush, like mm-hmm. we're not allowed to like publicly be like, there's something going on mm-hmm. right now. Um and like you said, like we're seeing the rise of people using, you know, mental health and this mm-hmm. and that as I don't want to say an excuse because I mean, you know, people can be yeah. mentally ill. People do have things going on in their life. A hundred percent. But, you know, when we're seeing, you know, the same people come up constantly mm. and it's like, OK, well, what's going on here? What are we like? What new avenues are you trying to get yourself out of this? And mm. I also want to take the time to say that, like, uh, you know, doing these GoFundMe's and this and that, like, this would be like a last resort. You know, you're com- mm. like asking your community for monetary, you know, anything funds should really be a last resort. There's so many other ways to ask mm-hmm. for help. Um, like, for instance, I can say when I was sick, uh, when I was really, really ill. Mm. I couldn't really do much. Like, uh, I had come out of the hospital, mm-hmm. um, you know, exhausted, all of this. And it was members of my community who came to my house and did my dishes and, yeah. uh, you know, fed me, made me food. I mm-hmm. had, like, meal preps for days in my fridge. And it's like, the fact that they did that meant that I was able to save money on grocery. There you go. So people are much more willing to give you, you know, time and food and energy than they are willing to give you money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if you can call on your community, in that way uh, you can save money elsewhere yeah so yeah, yeah. we're saying <laughs> there's that and you describing this situation makes me think because you know and I'm not even going to get too much into details because that's not what I do in Ask Miss Chris I don't expose anybody's business unless 
It's my business because that's what I do for a living. That's why people love me. But describing the situation of, you know, a girlfriend, me being a last resort, it also makes me think, because you know when I mentioned um, those queer resources that they love asking for money for? These people are smart. Because, you know, when you go through these resources, the lesbian speed dating will never say who's asking for the money. Mm-hmm. Because at least with a girlfriend, me, I'll give some of these people some of those cameras. Because I know some people that, you know, times are hard and mental, like you said, mental health can be very debilitating for some people. It's true. It's, everybody deals with it differently to different levels. But I know some people that they've never done a girlfriend, me. They keep on asking the money to resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll see also the rise of like raising money for a community member. Mm-hmm. And it's like they remain completely anonymous, yeah. which is their prerogative. Of course, I know that it could be embarrassing to like ask 100%. for funds. 100%. Um, but, you know, when people start to get suspicious that it's for the same person yeah, exactly. over and over again, and, like, you, you, you kind of peep the game that it's yeah. like, oh, this person knows that we're exhausted of seeing their mm-hmm. name attached to GoFundMe's, and now they're trying to, you know, go a different way and hide their name and get the funds regardless. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not community. That's actually really sneaky. <laughs> like, well, you know what's sneakier? You know what I've heard? Tell me. Let me come closer to the microphone. Mm, I'm real close. People be... <sighs> Because I've been victim of that myself. Mm. You know what? I'll pick your brain on this one too. I was gonna. I'll bring you on for another episode so we can talk about how to <laughs> spot a scout. <laughs> but let me pick your brain on this one. Because I personally, because I, I was talking about roommate situations and people not paying rent, I have been victim of financial abuse. My last roommates, you know, I had to put them out, and I was left with a five k bill because my name was on the lease. But you know what really killed me is throughout. All of those situations, and I've had another friend that went through a situation kind of similar. Those two people, right, the two culprits, the hooligans, the scammers, the thieves, they never actually made any moves to make a go from you with their names. But they had me and my friend do the work. Probably because they know that your name is exactly. safe. Exactly. Your name carries weight. Your exactly. name people listen to. Your name people know is not attached to anything funky, wonky, exactly. and, you know, It was like my good name that I've worked mm-hmm. for. Well, rest assured, people, I didn't do it. That's why I still have 5K to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm working. You know, the girl gets to run. People would think, hey, how is she living? Weren't you in Europe? <laughs> you can't pay the 5K, but you're traveling the world. Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm minding my own and my own finances. But yeah, it's, an, it's very unsettling. The world has gone mad. You know, I always say the world is a beautiful place, but it's not that nice. It's not that nice. But I also want to say, like, this is just like, I feel like scamming and roommate scams and all of that. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to see more and more of that because times are really rough. You know, like yeah. inflation's got us all a little bit, you know, on edge. And uh, <laughs> when times get rocky, people turn to non-legitimate ways of making money. Push and, them to shove, you know, yeah. will decide to cut people off in an odd way, mm. regardless of how long they've known them. Um, because that's just what they have to do to survive. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying this is the case for Nathan, because apparently he's a serial scammer. Nathan, <laughs> I haven't seen Miros Montreal's Sam ring. I haven't heard. I haven't heard it ring. I know you got my number. Call us back, <laughs> Nathan. If I had a song, you know, Alfie. If I had a song called Nathan, I would play it. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, let me look it up. The things you'd be finding on YouTube. <laughs> Nathan's song. Let me summon him. See Nathan's song. Pull it up. <laughs> Nathan Evans. Oh, the Nathan song. There we go. I'll play it on afterwards. But Mayor of Montreal, is there anything you would like to finish this episode with? Um, I just want to tell people to be careful, mm. be mindful. Mm. Uh, 
even if it's someone close to you, a yeah. friend, family member, like how many people, you know, fa- fell into like that Bitcoin, you know, stuff like how many people, you know, got scammed like the Bitcoins, the, the Bitcoins one. And that's the thing. One last thing I would add. What is this thing with people? Tell me, maybe you can tell me. What is this thing with people liking to um, gamble with their money or loving their money in places they can't see it? <laughs> I never understood. Listen, me, I trust my bank. I put the money in the bank where I can keep tabs on yes, it. Yes. <laughs> there you go. And of course, if something sounds too good to be true, question it. You know, do your research. It's never that worth it. Let's, you know what, Sophia Loren, a great lady, she once said, they asked her, I think it was in the 50s, 58, I think. They said, Miss Loren, do you like to gamble? She said, well, of course, but not with my money. Exactly. <laughs> and these are words to live by. <laughs> these are words to live by because I told one of my friends recently. She was telling me about a Bitcoin situation. She was telling me, oh, I think I'm going to invest and be a 1K or something. I said, baby, I know if you lose that 1K, you'll be sad. She said, yeah. I said, do you have another 1K laying around? She said, no. I said, why do you want to gamble your 1K? <laughs> you don't have 1K to lose. You don't have 1K. I don't have 1K to give you back. <laughs> you don't have 1K to lose. God forbid. Keep your money where you can see it. But as I said, I'm going to summon Nathan. It's playing on. Oh, even better. See, Josh, that's why I love you. Josh found a song called Nathan by Azalea Banks. <laughs> this makes more sense. America's sweetheart, according to Dave's. <laughs> Everybody at home, it's the one and only Miss Chris. I was with the mayor of Montreal. We'll be back eventually because I like this one. That was a perfect episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Oh, always, always. And everybody at home, I'll see you next week with another topic. Who knows where I'll be, what I'll be talking about. But I'll bring the same energy, the bubbly kind. And bring bubbly. Love you.
Shit from hot dog ring footers get Nathan Barella shaking. Trust me, I pop off ain't one of y'all. None of y'all gonna make it. Spread you like mustard, don't trust them. Burn them, boil them, grill them, bake them. Not no problem. Zero and zero should bake it. It's nothing, Nathan. Back to the basics, pop the aces. Poke up face, I pop your face in. You already know I got this blazing. Back up with that cocky statement. Don't make me have to cock my favorite. How you want it? Roof or basement. Birds out, you will buy them naked. How about some hardcore strip them naked? Strip them naked, strip them naked. That's this motherfucker with his pistol shaking. Niggas dressy like H. Jamaicans. Bust a nigga great, then I scrape this raisin. Kept my cool, then I held my patience. Bet your boy become a trauma patient. Bet your boy ease up the combination. If you ain't talking money, skip the conversation. Y'all niggas stay hating. Y'all niggas ain't getting anything. Y'all niggas don't want no drama. Y'all niggas don't want no problems. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas, y'all niggas, y'all niggas. Better y'all wanna y'all stay talking that shit. Y'all hating. Y'all niggas ain't getting anything. Y'all niggas stay hating. Y'all niggas ain't getting anything. Y'all niggas don't want no drama. Y'all niggas don't want no problems. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas, y'all niggas, y'all niggas. Better y'all wanna y'all stay talking that shit. Y'all hating. Y'all niggas ain't getting anything. One last thing before I leave. I'm seeing Mayor of Montreal leave the studio right now. What an amazing episode. What an amazing... Uh, sorry, everybody at home. Give me one sec. See? Now I have something else to tell you. I have five minutes. Let's ramble a bit, Josh. <laughs> I'm in a new period of my life, which I call the soap emoji. <laughs> If you want to know what the soap emoji is about, because it sounds pretty random. I know. But it sounds better than cleanup. I like the soap emoji because the soap emoji looks nice. You know, I have some favorite emojis. So the soap emoji is part of my favorite emojis now recently because, just to give you an example, before me working at CKUT, you know, which is a Miguel, I don't know how to call it, Miguel situation, operation. Before we were working for CKUT, I also used to work for Miguel, but in different ways. I used to work at New Res. I was um, a barista at the Première Moisson, which was years ago. This was closed now. This is closed. But, so, when I used to work at McGill, you know, you've seen the movie The Playboy, but the, um, La Bunny's Campus, the campus is Bunny, university is Bunny. Well, honey, I could have made the black version. <laughs> I could have made the black film. I had my ways around the campus. But all that to say, I met a guy. And that was maybe five, six years ago. Seven almost. Met a guy. He was a McGill law student. Very nice. He's Bajan. Whatever. Um, you know, I've been hooking up with him for years now, but he ended up moving out of Montreal. And every time he tries to come back to Montreal, he tries to see me, we try to see each other. There's always something. There's always something going on, right? Always something. I haven't seen him in quite some time. He messaged me last night. And you know what I thought? Because even though we left last time, even though once again after countless tries, it didn't work out, I looked at the messages and it was on pretty good terms. You know, he was like, oh, when, I'm, when I'm back, I'll hit you up, which he did. But then I thought of it. For what? And everybody at home, I want you to follow me on this one. Because so many things you can do, right? Especially when it comes to involving other people. You can have sex with so many people. You can go on a date with so many other people. You can get into an argument with so many people. For what? I'm at a point in my life where I really decide to involve myself, whether it be with time, or whether it be just me involving myself, right? I try to do it with people that I see a purpose as us um, communicating within or exchanging, Because if I know that this, for example, I've been doing the soap emoji technique for quite a while. Earlier last, no, later last year, towards December, I told y'all, I only have so many little, so little male friends. You know, when I talk about male friends, I mean cis straight male friends. I have only had so little of those. And one of my good ones, I had to let go. 
we I, I I tried, I really did. But what I realized later on, as I was trying, and I didn't feel like he was trying, is for what? Why are we trying? Try for yourself. Try for the people that show you love. Try for the people that show you the time of the day that would show up for you. And that goes back to unnecessary putting your unnecessary situations. I'm not going to argue with just about anybody. For what? For whomst? Argue over what? What do I have to prove? So if there's one thing I can let you guys on today. Two things. First of all, watch out for the money grabs. Actually, make it three things. Nathan, pick up the phone. <laughs> and the third thing. Everybody at home, choose yourself always. And give your time and energy where it will be reciprocated. And I'm not saying to only give your time and energy and hopes to get it back. But if somebody is showing you that they're only receiving that energy and that time, but they're not giving you nothing in return, what are we doing? Your name is not the church. What you're giving is not blessings. All right? <laughs> it's love always, Miss Chris, and I'll see you next Monday. <laughs> Bye, everybody.